our fantasy every year in uh in our fantasy league man i don't know what it is but i just i don't know i just seize up i don't do anything like in my other leagues i won by i won by 20 points i won by 40 points and then in our <laughs> league i didn't even break 100 points man that's i awesome. didn't even break 100 points it's so bad adam is like that in the other league um he just hasn't had any success and like you've seen him in our league he's good like he knows what he's doing yeah but he's been like you just had no luck with it where he just looks like he's just not doing as well as he, he should like be scrambling and i'm super pissed because in one of my other leagues somebody reached out to me about a trade for a quarterback because i uh <laughs> with the i was the first pick so i took mccaffrey and then with my next two picks, I took Mahomes and Josh Allen just oh. so I could get some trade value out of it. Yeah. And someone reached out to me and they were like, hey, I want to try to get this deal done with you. They were like, Josh Allen and um, Josh Allen and T. Higgins for Russell Wilson and D Hop. And I was like, yeah, we can get that done. I was like, I'm going to look at I'm going to look at the shit because i was trying to see if i could snake a tight end from him but by the time i got back to him he was like i got some stuff going on i'll, I'll get back to you like this weekend and i haven't heard from him and all those people did really well so now he's probably not going to give him to me yeah that sucks that would have been a real nice trade right oh, god damn it man damn i had that in uh in the dynasty draft i did the first one i yeah. had a guy and i was talking about trading up i think it was to get mac jones and um he was like, yeah, like I'm talking to someone else. I'll send you the offer that uh, I'm talking to him about. And it was a steal for the guy trading up in the pick. It wasn't really, he didn't have to give up much. I think you gave up a first and got back a second. Like it wasn't, you didn't give up much. Like afterwards, everyone's like, wow, I would have done that. And yeah. I was with Steph at a food truck place and checked my phone and saw it, looked at the offer. I was like, yeah, I'll take this. Went to accept and it wouldn't work. It's because the other guy accepted it like five seconds before me. Damn. I mean, I'm not huge on Mac right now, given that like I don't think he'll be a huge fantasy guy for a year or two. But it sucked no, at the time, given my quarterback was a, Tom Brady. Be a huge fantasy guy, but I will say the way he played, he definitely looks like a he definitely looks like a top 32 quarterback. Yeah, he definitely looks like a starter in this league, man. Looks perfect for the Patriots. Just game manage, yeah. do well. Absolutely. I mean. He looks like he's gonna be he's gonna be good in that system, you know. Everybody thought he was going to. He just seems to really pan out that way. But you know, he didn't play terribly. Didn't play as bad as I thought he was going to. A lot of the rookies, you know, played pretty decently. Not the worst, but not the best. Not exactly what they were hoping for. Like uh, Trevor. Trevor played. Trevor played an all right game. Like really well. big peaks and valleys, like some really yeah, good yeah. plays and some really uh, bad plays. That's that's exactly how I would describe it as peaks and valleys, man. He had a lot of really, really well thought out good plays and decision making. Then there were some that were like, All right, you you were in college last year, that's very apparent. Um but you know, we'll see. I mean, it's only week one, it's so hard to it's so hard to make like season long evaluations about a guy after week one yeah you gotta do about teams like how the texans are going to the fucking super bowl tyrod taylor man i told you man oh. i picked him up i picked him up in our dynasty league man 
I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's it's no joke. He's my guy in the other dynasty league I'm in. So I was like, he's going to be starting the whole season. I know that. So I'm going to start in quarterback, wicked cheap. I will do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Ugh. It's so nice to see him do well. Because, yeah, you know, we, we've it. been fans of him forever. Yeah. But good to see him get out there, get some good play. He looked, he looked really good, though. He, he looked did. really good. Yeah, I'm I'm thrown off by them. I did expect that the whole division would kind of be messed up. I didn't think the Colts would be as good as hoped. Um, I didn't yeah. think the Titans would be like automatically going to win. So I actually bet on the Jags to win the division just because of the odds. I thought like they yeah. were better than what the odds are saying, and they might be able to get enough wins. Kind of like the NFC East, yeah. how they always pump out like a five win team that goes to the playoffs. I was like, the Jags could do that. And now I'm like, maybe it's the Texans. Holy shit. Damn, yeah. That's that'd be crazy. Can you imagine if you have this franchise quarterback decides I'm not gonna play and then they fucking go do something without him? That's insanity. That's a movie line. That's a movie plot line that we wouldn't think is reasonable. <laughs> exactly. Man, that would be can you imagine if Deshaun Watson has to sit on the bench all season and watch Tyrod Taylor take the Texans deep into the playoffs? I just, I'm, I'm happy for Brandon Cooks. I like him a lot. And then yep. any one of their running backs I've liked at some point. And the fact that they're all together, it kind of makes sense at this point. But I, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I was surprised that he went there. Like Mark Ingram, David Johnson, they're kind of past their prime. But Philip yeah, Lindsay, I probably all... could have landed a good deal. Yeah. I mean, they're all older. I mean, if anything, it makes sense. It makes more sense to me that he went there because, you know, you're competing with some veterans for carries and the older they get, the less carries that they're going to be able to do in a workload. And that's all got to go to somebody. So it might as well be you. You know what I mean? That's true. And like my thinking going into the season was that it was kind of everyone went there and knew that they'd lose, but they all knew that they were a winning team. So they're smarter than me. No man. Let's talk about backfields for a second. What the hell happened in Detroit, man? DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams both went off this week. DeAndre was my dude. Bro. I'm big on him. That's crazy. Nobody was expecting that. Nobody was expecting that. I, I was expecting him to go off. I'm expecting him to have a great year, but I thought like first week against San Fran, it'd be pretty mild. I thought I thought first week against San Fran, I think I thought between the two of them, they would, you know, they would rush and catch for like 150 and a touchdown. Yeah, but, and that wouldn't be a bad game. No, that wouldn't be is. a bad game. That wouldn't be a terrible game split between the two of them, but they fucking showed out, man. They they did really, really well. Jared Goff seemed really comfortable in that system. You know, they didn't look as bad as everybody thought they were going to look. I'm honestly in on the Lions now and long term. I like how they're building. I think Goff oh, yeah. is better than expected. And like I said, DeAndre Swift, I'm huge on him. Like, I think he could be, I say a top 15 running back because I don't want to sound crazy saying top 12. And I'm saying like fantasy element there. Like, I just think he has everything there to be their guy. And same with Hawkinson. Like, they don't have anyone else to throw to. And Goff can deliver fantasy results for guys. Oh, big Hawk, man. That man is 
That's a bad man right there. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Hawkinson. Huge fan, man. Uh, I like him. I like him more than most tight ends. I think Kelsey and Kittle are and Waller are the only tight ends that I like more than him. I agree. That's how I was coming in this year with like fantasy drafts and everything, and yeah. I got him in a couple. And paying off week one just makes you feel so smart. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean. He can he can he can do all the stuff that he needs to do, man. That's why he's a top tight end, man. He can block, he can catch, he can run routes pretty well. You know, he's he's good, man. I'm 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 excited to see him play this season. I hope Jared Goff gives him exactly what he needs. I think that Goff is gonna do pretty well here. But I don't know, man. It's just it's football season again. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. <laughs> You're excited. I'm excited. I'm just excited. It's football season again. Oh, we get to watch football, what, three days out of the week, and almost one of those days, it's entirely football. Oh, so That's nice. Awesome. That's so good. You said coming into this, let's talk backfields, and you want to go Lions. I thought you wanted to talk 49ers when you were saying in Detroit. Christ, we can talk about the 49ers and we can talk about and we can talk about Baltimore with injuries. Yeah. I mean, both of them, I mean, more set, more sets out for what what they say like 8 weeks. Yeah, he's IR for 8 weeks. Um, you know, JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards are both out the entire season. I was happy to see Williams show out in his absence, like he's not a big yeah. name guy coming into all this, no, but now with injuries, everyone knows him. So to get that yeah. kind of pressure and deliver, that's huge. That's 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 humongous for him to do that. Um, and the and the fucking uh, rookie for San Fran. Yeah, fucking he fucking did work, man. Both he dynasty fucking, leagues, I got him. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I you picked him up, and I was like that. Eh kind of makes sense but all right and and then he went off and i was like oh yeah 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 yeah. makes sense why jake has him that makes I, complete sense. i wasn't expecting that obviously it was just the fact of i don't trust any one single person in the backfield in san fran to be their guy for too long that i figured at some point it would be him yeah that makes sense. might be man. one game but at some point it would have been yeah, him at some point it's gonna be that guy yeah i mean yeah, he really he really showed out. I mean, guaranteed himself a starting spot for next week, obviously. Um and with Morset out for the next eight weeks, you know, half the season. Yeah, that kid's probably gonna be playing the rest of the season as the start as the number one running back. It's weird about Sermon. Like I can't get my head around it. I've been trying to tell friends that like have them and are worried that it's just one week and don't overreact. And it's always weird stuff out there, but it's like the Malcolm Butler benching in the Super Bowl. I don't think we'll get a real reason behind it. That gives you enough satisfaction to like cope with it. He was their guy. It's the third round pick. Yeah. I think he, I think he's going to, I think he's going to shine at some point. I think that, at some point, they're going to have to ta- attack by committee, especially with the fact that Ayuk didn't get any love this week. If you're not going to throw the ball, you got to run it, and there's only so many, you know, 
these guys not all these guys are you know 30 carry backs they can't carry the ball 30 times throughout a game so you're gonna have to distribute distribute touches obviously yeah i didn't see that happen with Ayuk. like i thought maybe like good coverage or something taken away or just like maybe not game plan but to be completely absent in that i expect him to be a big part of this offense with everything moving forward nothing no love at all gotta be kidding me dude but nuts. I don't know. But Devo, Devo showed out instead. Devo Samuel had a huge game. For real. I uh I felt good about one of them. I was trying to like do daily fantasy and almost like chose Ayuk and then looked at Debo and was like, I don't know which one of these guys will do well. I feel like whoever I choose, the opposite guy will. Yeah. But he went he had a great game. I think that's so you know, I in in our in the Jackass League, I picked up Ayuk and I was like Strictly based off, like he's faster. Obviously, you're gonna take. Obviously, you want that guy. Yeah. But you know that's not necessarily true when it comes to the league, man. You can't just take the fast guy. I mean, look at all the look at all the fast guys, man. Fucking Ayuk, Shad Perriman, ugh, Shad Perriman, man. Uh, Henry Ruggs oh, yeah. didn't have a huge <laughs> game. I mean. There's only one guy you pick because he has speed, and that's Tyreek. That's it. Because Tyreek Hill is ridiculously fast. Holy shit. Uh, Sorry, even crazier news regarding what we were talking about. So Mostert, out for the year. He's decided to have season-ending surgery. Oh, damn. He's going to get surgery. All right. So it was was eight weeks, but he's decided with doctors to do that. He's opting into surgery. Yeah. All right. Well, that... Yeah, well, looks like these looks like these two young guys are gonna get some gonna get some real serious touches. They don't have to worry about, you know, the number one guy coming back this year. Yeah, and that's the that's the big thing with like Sermon. Don't overreact early because of one game. And yep. with Mostert out, someone's got to take those touches now. It's yeah. obviously Sermon's gonna get some some kind of gameplay, like something, whatever Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Damn whole year that sucks i like mostert i I like him too all right something that we got to talk about (laughs) just i just want to bring it up it's very apparent that hosting jeopardy is more important to aaron Rodgers than playing football did you see that packers game i'm choosing stubborn ignorance He'll be fine. It doesn't matter that he looked horrible. It was a practical joke on everyone. I don't know. I'm trying to like find anything to get myself convinced. Did you see what PPF tweeted out about that? It was his worst performance ever. No, no, no. They tweeted out that uh, a quarterback would have a higher passer rating than Aaron Rodgers if every play they threw the ball at the ground. <laughs> You know how ridiculous that is? You know how disrespectful that is? Wow. It literally said you would have a higher pass rating if you if a quarterback threw the ball in the dirt every single play. That's uh, like that's one of the things where it's so bad, but also it's so Aaron Rodgers to have just a terrible game, like MVP season. MVP. <laughs> terrible game. MVP. 
and then year. and then come out and play again. Like I think if there's anyone I think could have that one horrible game and then come back out and act like it never happened, it would be him. But after oh, seeing that game, I'm funny. not confident at all. I'm just trying to fake my way into being happy with him on my team. I mean, yeah, if you have Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, you just have to laugh it off. Ha ha, this guy won MVP last year. This is fine. It's okay. But come on, man. He scored in fantasy, didn't he get less than two points? Yeah. Yeah, one point something. That's that's insanity. That's wild to me. That means every IDP that actually that made a tackle scored more than him. Aaron Rodgers couldn't beat out IDPs. IDPs? I don't. I started Aaron Rodgers over Jalen Hurts. I think I lost because of it, but I didn't think it would be a 26-point mistake. That's that's rough. That's got to be rough. He's going to come back. Like he, like he has to. There's no way. Like everyone talks about the Tom Brady cliff. There's no way that Aaron Rodgers has this much of a cliff. Aaron Rodgers just starts playing. He just he just goes 30 for 30 with touchdowns and interceptions this season. That would be better. He'd be at least relevant as opposed to his two picks. And like one of the picks is basically a punt. It was not a good throw, but it's a third down and it's throwing deep for a pick. I get that. But still just like nothing else gave you anything to feel good about no if you if you own somebody on the packers you are scared i was gonna say you have aaron jones right how does that make you feel terrified yeah (laughs) terrified terrified where's jordan love Hmm? get him get him warmed up for week two maybe that's why i grabbed him man I didn't think it'd be this year, though. I thought, like, I'd stash him for a year, and then next year, somehow, he'd be my dude. And that's smart. That's smart. I mean, who do they play next week? They play Detroit next week at home. Maybe maybe you get Jordan Love some reps with, you know, first team this week. No, come on. Aaron Rodgers going to go out there and, like, torch Detroit. You know, he was also supposed to score more than one point. Yeah, but but the Saints are actually, like, coming into the league a good defense. You can see them playing well. Not to this level, but their defense hit double digits digits this week. But Jimmy G, 300-plus yards, a touchdown, no picks, and 68%, I think, passing. You're telling me that Rodgers can't beat that? He should be able to. I don't know, man. It's see, this is this is where my issue lies. Is that I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. I think he's best quarterback that the Packers have ever had. Even better than Brett Favre or Bart Starr. I think he's better than both of them. But it's so hard to watch him struggle in that performance while also watching Jameis Winston prove that LASIK surgery actually matters. He should get sponsored. I, it's 
I mean, James Winston threw what four touchdowns? Five touchdowns? Five. <laughs> he threw five touchdowns. No, no, Fewest no. yards. Let me, let, me, let, me ever. Repeat that. let me repeat that sentence. Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns this week. And weekend. no picks. And, and no picks. Zero, That's the big zero interceptions. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He the last time he went on a stretch like that, he played for Florida State. Also, 148 yards, the lowest ever in a five touchdown game. That's insanity, man. That's so crazy. I mean, Jameis coming into this season, seeing that Jameis Winston was going to be the quarterback that takes over for Drew Brees. If you're if you're a Houdat fan, it hurts a little bit, you know. Your guy who's been there, your reliable guy who's always there, who's always got the game in his hand at some point. He's gone now. And who do they leave behind? The Buccaneers' former quarterback when the Buccaneers were bad? The guy who threw, what did he throw, like 15 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in a season? 30-30. Yeah, he threw the 30 for 30, the 30 for 30 I was talking about. (laughs) He threw the 30 for 30. That, that guy's your new quarterback in New Orleans. You gotta be you gotta be disappointed. And then he comes out week one and does this. It gives you hope. It gives you hope. Not even football, just in life. Just in life, man. <laughs> if you're having a bad if you're having a bad month, bad week, bad day, bad year, there's hope. And it's Jameis Winston quarterbacking. The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> that's so that's so crazy to me. That's that really is just so insane. But the Saints looked good, man. They looked they looked really good. They looked like, you know, they could be a top five team by the end of the year. Defense played really well. Jameis played out of his mind. You know, Kamara, great. Uh, Harris, Harris had a big game. You know, Callaway didn't do great, but he was covered by uh, Alexander. That's fine. Yeah, he was he was covered. He was you know he was being covered by one of the best corners in the league. So I'm not super surprised there. But as they play defenses with, you know, weaker secondaries. Callaway is going to shine. Harris is going to shine. You know, Kamara is going to do Kamara things. And, you know, they could, they could honestly, I could honestly see them being a top five team. And they're still waiting on getting Thomas back and Traquan Smith back. So if they're doing this well now, that really does bode well for their future. Absolutely. Get off this team in this game. This, I just, it's so much hope and wonder with like the future of this. Like I have always hoped Jameis could do well, but I never believed yeah. like he's going to. And I yeah, hope yeah. that Aaron Rodgers will do better. Like he has to, but I can't hundred percent tell you he's going to. Yeah. It's just I hate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We can move on. Let's move on to a quarterback that could win MVP. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. What an unbelievable game Arizona had this week. Oh my God. 
Kyler Murray looked in MVP form. If he puts on, if he puts on even three more performances like this this year, he's he's going to be top two in MVP voting easily. And you know what also makes it super easy for him to play this well? Having Chandler Jones on the other side of the ball. <laughs> My God. That man. <laughs> In fantasy, 17 points. Him himself, 17 points. That's that's madness. That's madness. He had five sacks, right? Mm-hmm. And he was going up against Taylor Luan, who is, is one of my favorite offensive linemen, but bullied him, bullied him all game. Yeah. He bullied, he Chandler Jones hurt Taylor Luan so much that Taylor Luan had to tweet out that this made him want want to work harder. That means you just got embarrassed. Yeah, you had to admit it. <laughs> that's, that's, that just means you got embarrassed. My God, man. J.J. Watt was stunned. He was like, this, this is crazy that you did that. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, saw them mic'd up on the bench. But um, uh, J.J. was like, this is crazy. And Chandler Jones was like, yeah, we have, some, we have the opportunity to do something special. And <laughs> J.J. Watt went, you do. We can, <laughs> but you do. That's awesome. It's I mean, real recognizes real. That's that's so crazy that Chandler Jones had that type of game week one against Tennessee, who who everybody had as a top three team coming into this year, with the addition of Julio, with Derrick Henry being King Henry. And Chandler Jones single-handedly massacred the offensive line and Ryan Tannehill. Come on, come on, man! It, it's gonna—it's so hard to not look into the future about this and say, "Oh, the Cardinals are about to win a Super Bowl." That's crazy. You know that Jay picked them. So he last last two years. Just talking while we're online and stuff. He last year in January, though, like before offseason stuff, before they got digs, he called the Bills winning the Super Bowl. And yeah. everyone thought he sounded crazy. Bills go on a great run, have a great team. So then uh after they got eliminated, I think it was after the playoffs, he says, uh, the Cardinals are winning it. So we had like like a ten dollar bet or something on it that we just let run. And with it, I put a bet on the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. They're one of like the longest shot teams. He looks like a genius after Week One. Crazy. I don't, know, I don't know where it comes from, but like I never would have thought that they would come out looking like that. They were, they were incredible. Kyler's amazing. We already know that, but yep. seeing him able to like put it all together like that, if he can make the run through the season, I have a hard time believing he's not the MVP. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking and, of the Bills. You know, Josh Allen this week. I only have I, I have one word to summer up and summarize how I think he did this week. Eh. 
It's all right. Played, you know, for an NFL quarterback, but pretty well. But he didn't put up Josh Allen numbers. I mean, when you, when you think, when you start Josh Allen in fantasy, you're like, oh, I'm guaranteed 25 points. That's easy money. That's, that's great. But he came out, you know, got exposed a little bit. You know, I mean, receivers did okay. Route running was solid, but nobody, you know, a couple of drops here and there. You know, it made, made the team, made you less hopeful about the Bills this year. I, the Steelers' defense is incredible, obviously. Yeah. My thing with Josh Allen is I was expecting him to regress a little bit this year. I just didn't think he had everything, whether it's the team or him, to like make another leap on what he did last year. This year is going to be, can he hold around the same area and perform? And this, I think, shows a little bit of that. Like He falls back to earth a little here. He didn't play horribly, obviously, like to do this against that good defense. But I just think it's one of those ones where he needs to make a big leap, make a big effort to be the guy. I mean, fantasy, obviously, he's great. But to be the guy leading that team, because yeah. they have the potential and everything there, it's just you got to be able to beat the Steelers, D, if you're going to like Brady, the old Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Russ, like these kind of guys, like they go up to that challenge and they're able to do something or make something special out of it. And then if you're yeah. not able to, then they're just not over that level yet. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, I, I I want them to be good, but I don't know. I'm I'm on the same page with you. I uh I don't think they're that far above the AFC East. I know they're the favorites and they deserve to be, but I don't yeah. think they're that significantly above it because yeah, I, think I like just a... think there's some little pitfalls where I think they'll lose at least a couple of games in the division. Everyone in this division loses during the year. Even Brady at his peak would lose to the yeah. Bills or Dolphins randomly. And I just think it's going to be a, a lot closer of a fight than yeah. any, any other year in the past. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, I think if they win the division, I think it's going to be a game ahead. I don't think they're going to be like fifth. I don't think they're going to be like 15 and what is, what is it now? Two. Uh, 15 and three. I don't know. 15 two. and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. They play 17 games. Uh, I don't think they're going to be like 15 and two, but that's just after the week one performance. They might turn it around and have a huge game next week. But from the way it looked this week, you know, I think they could be like a 10 win team. Yeah, I can see that easily. And then also I could see the Pats or Dolphins getting near 10 and 7. And that's why that fight will come. But it's also, it's one of those scrappy, shitty games with two teams that should make the playoffs. So like you said, it's week one. It could come out where they come out firing next week and look great. And it was just a hard fought battle. Exactly. Like Steelers, I didn't think they looked really great. Like Deontay Johnson, amazing catch. Happy to see him come back. From I don't know if they diagnosed the injury. I don't know if he's got hit below the belt, but to see him concentrate, make that grab was great. Uh, Harris had one run that gave me a lot of hope at the like near the end, where he broke it off in the run zone um, and helped set that up. So I'm not too nervous about him. Yeah, 
it's just tough for me to get behind Big Ben. I just I've never been a huge fan of him anyway. And for the last few years, I felt yeah. like they should have been looking for a replacement sooner. Yeah, I just don't think he'll win there. him a Super Bowl. And he's always just kind of been there for quarterbacks. He's always just like middle of the pack. He's like right below Matt Ryan for me. He's just like an, a, a slightly above average quarterback. Only in the fact that it's very hard to tackle him. Yeah. Like peak uh, him much earlier. He was doing really well and he's put it on when needed to to get to the Super Bowl, everything like that. But in the yeah, last three, boy. four years, he just hasn't been anything special to it that I don't think is irreplaceable. So I, I don't think you're completely correct. I think they're going to waste a good defense on his last years. And then when they're finally able to get a new quarterback and start building it, they might not be able to keep the defense as together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, they did just give TJ all his money though. True. Happy about that. He deserves that. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Now the guy that they should have taken mm-hmm. guy that everyone should have taken. And now we're finally, everyone else is realizing how good he is. Jalen hurts. Big hurts. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm big on him. I know. And this is the ultimate victory lap. He might suck the rest of the year, but this is the victory lap time. Nearly 80% completion is huge to me. That's the biggest part oh, yeah. because that means he was throwing it well. It wasn't just doing yeah, his legs. Like that's that's a big thing for me that he showed he can pass it well and that's a big part of them hopefully committing to him longer than the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, played really well. Uh, what's it called? The rookie uh, Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. He played well. Uh, the Ragman, uh, he played well, too. Uh, I don't know. Philly, Philly looked solid. Philly looked, Philly looked like a solid Philly team. You know, it, it's nice to see that they're not hurting too much from uh, uh, um, fuck, I completely blanked. Wentz, Their team Wentz. doing a horrible job <laughs> in general, yeah, including Wentz, I, I guess. Was, I was more thinking Wentz being uh, uh, Wentz being gone. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that they were going to struggle a little bit because, you know, they don't have, you know, Nick Foles to lean on for veteran help. They don't have, you know, Wentz in the back pocket, you know, hoping hoping he comes back from injury and he really turns it around. But should be should be good if he keeps playing at this level. I think that Philly Philly could be a team to look out for. Maybe I mean, defense looked solid defense is good just very i'm very neutral about philly i'm just always very neutral about them that's fair i think a big thing i'm just happy to see that they look like they can compete for the division in a very weak division they are not always on that but i could see them competing for the division a 500 record and to hold the falcons to six points i'm not saying the falcons should win this game but they have a pretty high-powered offense at times where I think they should put up a touchdown or two, and then maybe a couple picks as well. So the fact that it's holding them to six and putting up 32, that is the part that really impressed me with them. Yeah, I get that. 
All right. Speaking of speaking of teams that I'm very neutral on, I want to bring up the Bengals. But I want to bring up one very specific question. Why is it in fantasy that everybody instinctively passes on Joe Mixon? I have no clue. I uh, last week was trying to think of a way to make trades for him and like flash my first round pick to make it seem like it's a big deal or anything like that. I know people are worried about his injuries and stuff in the past, but he's got volume. Like he's got a ton of carries coming his way, no competition for it. And he got the talent to put it through. It seems like a sure thing. I know again, not a great line, but that doesn't really matter if you're getting a shit ton of carries. Yeah. I mean, I hate that he did so well because I can't trade for him now, basically. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the one thing about fantasy that really sucks is that, you try to get these like sleepers in, but then they really do well week one. And then you're like, all right, well, I can't fucking do shit about it now. Yeah, I was going to try and trade a uh, Saquon for him in like a package deal where Saquon looks like the big deal. But then yeah. I think that Joe Mixon wouldn't be a bad fill in and maybe fill another position. No way that's happening after this week. No, no, he played. He played really, really well. He did a lot with his carries. He did a lot with his time on the field, man. I impressive man he made joe burrow look really good him and jamar chase hooked up for a touchdown you know bringing it back to the lsu days have you seen that edit yeah i saw that one that's so sick i'm so happy to see that like he deserves it all the preseason stuff just doesn't matter and it got blown out of proportion oh yeah oh yeah i i just I want I want to see them do well. I want I want to see Joe Burrow do well, and not just because he's my starting quarterback in our dynasty league. But, <laughs> but uh, I I think I think it's finally time for the Bengals to like turn it around, and I think that they've got a lot of the pieces to do it. I think they're like one. I think they're like two, three pieces away from contending. But I think right now what they have, they could finish near the top of their division instead of always at the bottom. Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, just be able to compete. I mean, if the Steelers aren't able to replace Ben, then they'll be hopping into third and then winning enough games, getting just good enough to compete with the Browns and the Ravens. You don't need to be better than them if you're just within reach of them. It's anyone's game any week. So I could easily see it. Like you said, just a few pieces. One more piece in that line, a really good defensive piece. They have a young running back, but he can be like the foundation, which is really important. So they they looked good. I honestly, this one coming in, I had kind of like a storyline in my head about every matchup. Like, oh, this is important for this. For this one, it was, can the Vikings show that they're a playoff team by not making it close with the Bengals? And it turned yeah. into, no, the Bengals beat wow. the Vikings. So the Vikings are a middle-of-the-pack team and no better. The Bengals are already a middle-of-the-pack team when they shouldn't be. I mean, they should be in much lower half. But to show this, I think that's a really good outing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they I think they did super well. Um, Vikings, ugh, I, lose, I lose hope on the Vikings every year. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Year by year, it's like chipping away at my belief in them. You know, 
uh, I thought Kirk, Brandon Kirk Cousins wasn't a bad idea. I thought it gave them some hype, and then they had Diggs and Thielen, and I was like, all right, that's a good duo. Diggs left. I was like, yeah, that, that kind of hurts. But then they brought in Jefferson. It's like, all right, this kid, this kid can play. And Dalvin Cook stopped being hurt, and I was like, all right, all right. And then Kirk Cousins started being, you know, you know, the bottom half of the starting quarterbacks in the league. And I was like, all right, that's hurting you. Offensive line started deteriorating. All right, that's not great. But they got, you know, they got Daniil Hunter, who's always a stud. Um, and their DB started falling apart. And I was like, eh. So it's just kind of hard to get on, uh, on Minnesota's, uh, just, just to believe in Minnesota, I guess. But, you know, I'd like them to be good, but I, I'm not holding my breath anymore on them. Yeah, I I was big on Thielen coming to the year thinking, I don't think he'll fall off like everyone thinks. He almost fills a tight end role, and that's why his touchdowns yeah. will be there. Um, I didn't get him in any leagues because no one else thought he would fall off that much for him to drop. But yeah. it's just weird. I'm not big on Cousins. I don't think he was a good signing. And I don't think he has a high enough ceiling to put them over the top. Like, I think if you put him on Denver with like their stacked defense and offensive weapons, it's a little better, but there's just too many holes for the Vikings. And yeah. it's just weird to think that they were so close to like Super Bowl contention before Cousins and yeah. then just haven't done anything since. Like, nothing has made you feel any better about like their hopes. Like you said, like Dalvin Cook being healthy, that's great. And Jefferson, I was huge on in the draft to replace Diggs. That was a great move. But none of this has moved the needle for them. And Cousins had 50 pass attempts. So that's, I mean, like he is throwing well and he's getting yards, two touchdowns, no picks. So why are they not able to beat the Bengals? Like, what is it that, like, is just they're not able to do as an offense to overcome it? Because I don't think the Bengals are an elite defense where they should be hitting a wall with them. I think it's Minnesota's defense. I think they just weren't able to stop the ball. But still, like, only get three touchdowns? If you throw for 350 yards and you didn't turn the ball over until Cook did, but that was an overtime. So yeah. I think there's also just an efficiency thing where they're getting a lot of volume in and then not turning it over, uh, not turning it over, not, like, making the right plays in the red zone or whatever it is because – on paper, it looks like everything should be good, like they're building the right team. And, I mean, going into the year, I thought that Aaron Rodgers would, you know, show up. But I thought they could be the third team in the division. Like, I yeah. could easily see the Bears having a hot season and surpassing them. So, I don't know what they can even do. Like, I know, obviously, fix the defense, but it almost seems like they've been trying and just not getting the right pieces or something. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, man. It just seems like the people that they're bringing in are either not the right fit or past their prime. You know, you know, they brought in Patrick Peterson this year, and I love Patrick Peterson, but Patrick Peterson is thirty three for a corner. That's fairly old, and that's when yeah. that's when you start to regress pretty badly. Especially with guys, you know, guys out there that do have that insane speed like Tyreek Hill or guys that 
are fantastic route runners like Calvin Ridley or big physical guys like Julio Jones. You know, it's kind of hard to keep up with receivers like that because they keep because receivers keep evolving, but cornerbacks are you know still the same type of cornerbacks that were in the league ten years ago. You know, like that that position hasn't evolved as much. And so it's hard to keep up, and especially with, you know, older guys playing that position, you know, it's going to be harder for them to keep these guys under wraps. And you see cornerbacks regressing a lot, a lot, and a lot more frequently than receivers. Let's say. I think it's just hard to get them, get the corners where they need to be at to compete in the league like as well as they were like 10 15 years ago yeah and like i would have been the guy to say get okuda two years ago and that would obviously been an awful idea because he didn't play well his first year and now he's out for the other year and like it's just tough yeah um let's say you're gm of the vikings Mm -hmm. would you be open to trading cousins to a team like broncos the Rams wanted Stafford teams talking about Deshaun Watson, not saying that he's at the same level as these guys, but he is a well thought of quarterback in the league. Would you be interested in trading him like this season or this off season? And like kind of not even full rebuild, just get some other pieces to go around. Cause I just, I don't think he's the one that gets it done. He had over 70% passing yesterday and 351 yards. Yeah, I think you could definitely uh I would definitely look to move him if I was running the front office. Uh you know, obviously any team that has a subpar quarterback's got to be reaching out to Houston. Um but you know, Houston's asking for so much for Watson and which doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why they're asking for so much when this guy is consciously not playing football for you. Why would I give up so much if he's just going to leave anyways? You know, because he's not going to play until he's gone. So it doesn't make sense for me to overpay for him. Yeah, but, but they uh, they have him under contract for four more years. I mean... Yeah, but what are they? What what's the best case scenario for them? Is that somebody either somebody's going to be dumb enough to give them three first rounders and a quarterback and a piece for just a quarterback, or somebody undercuts their value for them, gets them on the cheap, then they have him under contract for three more years, or. Deshaun, they don't find any offer they like. Deshaun Watson sits on the bench for four years and just sits there and gets paid every week. That doesn't make any sense for financially for your team. Yeah. As soon as he said he wouldn't play, they should have traded him. And it would have yeah. been before stuff came out and would have been off their hands, but it's just... No, they they handled it completely wrong. They were trying to mend relationships and... While that's good, it, it doesn't make sense for what they actually needed. Also, it's but, just what the Texans have been doing for like the last seven years. Yeah. Handling but, it wrong. I mean, if I'm Minnesota, I really don't know what I what I'm doing. If I if I move cousins, you know, 
there's always a possibility you move Cousins, you sign Cam Newton. Sign Cam, sign Cam Newton, get some, get Cousins moved for some offensive linemen, or you know, or some defensive pieces, some DBs or something. Because currently we live in a world where nobody's untouchable, and that's the beauty of being having a quarterback, having a really good week one that you don't love for your system. So, you know, guys like Quentin Nelson are on the board. You know, I I feel like Denzel Ward on the board. Uh, all these all these younger guys that are really good if you offer them, you know, correct pieces that GMs will jump at. I mean, now obviously the Browns aren't going to take Kirk Cousins for no reason. But, you know, if Wentz gets hurt for some reason again and Indy needs a quarterback, Kirk Cousins, if he's underperforming, get rid of him, bring in Quentin Nelson or one of their offensive linemen. Um, What's like his name? Braden Smith, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah, bring in Braden Smith, something like that. Sign a sign of Cam Newton. You know, know that it's not your year, but you have more pieces now. And then you get a quarterback next year, either in the draft or free agency or whatever. And really try to make a statement there. I mean, that's just what I would do. Yeah, I agree. I think they they're just kind of between it where they're not in complete rebuild where they can get a high draft pick and they're not competing for a Super Bowl, at least how it looks. So it's just one of those tough ones where they don't want to give up on Super Bowl hopes, but they just don't seem like they have enough there right now. Yeah. How uh, would you think of the Browns Chiefs game? What do you think of the Browns performance up against the Chiefs? I think the Browns played pretty. I think they played pretty well. It's just kind of, you know, tough when the first people you play are the Chiefs. Um, in my notes, it says uh, Pat doing Pat things. <laughs> um, he is. I mean, uh, Mahomes is just doing what he does, man. And it's it's so much fun to watch. But it, you know, it undercuts watching the other team. I mean, they have all these pieces man uh, the browns have they ended up being the destination spot which is the weirdest thing they seem to get all the free agent signings but uh but then you have to you know on defense you have to compete with patrick mahomes being able to throw the ball legally with his left foot and <laughs> and travis kelsey being a ginormous human being and, you know, Tyreek Hill essentially being a ghost that nobody can touch. <laughs> it's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to see them do so. It's hard to just see them do so well, uh, against these teams, <laughs> but, uh, they can perform pretty well. I think they kept up this game because I knew that, you know, Patrick is Patrick. So it was just going to be a quick one for them. But 
you know, it was it was a it was a decent game on both ends. I thought that they played pretty well. I think that I think that Cleveland is still proving that they are a legitimate threat in this league. And uh I'm excited to see what they do this season, but week one being against the Chiefs and holding your own like that, that that bodes pretty well for you. Yeah. I uh I feel bad for Baker. That last pick, obviously not good in any situation, yeah. but he was falling to the ground. And I think he was trying to throw it out of bounds and just didn't have the power. But yeah. before that, they're competing with the reigning conference champs, and they look score-wise and performance, everything kind of like how Dallas did against the Bucks. except Dallas needed the Bucks to fumble twice and throw picks and all those things to just stay in the same game as them. Whereas the Browns, up until that pick at the end, weren't really turning the ball over and doing that. And Chiefs weren't really having a crazy turnover game. So it wasn't like one of those situations where they just kept them in the game. And I think, imagine that's the AFC Championship. The Browns put up a great fight against the Chiefs. So week one, like you said, have to go against the toughest team. I'm still happy with how the Browns did. I'd like to see more a little bit on the passing end. I know they have a great run uh, run offense. Chiefs aren't great against the run, so I know you have to go that way. But I think yeah. when Odell's back, if you can get some more passing touchdowns even and then just really spread it out, I could see the Browns being at least number two in the conference. I think Chiefs will always have the number one until proven differently, but I easily see them being the number two. And like you said, they are the destination. They built this team really well over the last few years and especially last year. So this is their time right now. So I see them doing really big things. Absolutely. All right. Before we wrap this up, this week, week two, do you have any locks? Any teams that are a guarantee that are getting a guaranteed W this week? Oh, I hate this. Like last week's just making me really question everything. I wanted to say Browns against the Texans because I feel like that would be, but. La- no, no, no. Browns are a lock against the Texans. Browns are much better than the Jaguars. So they're much better than Texans. So Browns are definitely a lock against the Texans. Um, I'm looking down the, the schedule right now. I got the Rams over Indy. I like that. I, I agree with that. I don't think... I mean, the Colts couldn't really compete with the Seahawks and yeah. Rusted great against them. I don't think the Rams are too far off of that. They have a better defense yeah. and Russ, I think, is a more special quarterback, but they both have high-powered offenses, so I don't see the Colts being really able to hang in there. Exactly. Um, I'm scared to say the Cardinals, but I feel like the Cardinals should be a lock against the Vikings. I mean, yeah. the Cardinals beat yeah. the Titans, and I put the Titans at that Bengals-Vikings level now, so I feel like it shouldn't be close. Well, Packers are a lock against the Lions. I, we already said that earlier, but... Yeah. They should be a, a dead set 20 point win at least. Yeah. I also got I also got Seattle as a as a lock against Tennessee. They caught my eye. I agree with that. I mean, just based off the way that Seattle played this past week, man, they looked so in sync. They looked really they they seem to be really gelling as a team. You know, Tyler Lockett being Tyler Lockett. DK did all right. Russ had a phenomenal game as always. I uh they're locked there. I think the Bucks are a lock because they're playing the Falcons, but I will say I think the Falcons will score like at least 17 points. 
I don't think they'll only score six like last time. I think they have to have more offense. Yeah. And the Bucks are the Bucks, so I think they'll maybe not have those crucial fumbles or whatever that keep them close early. So they'll get a big lead, and then the Falcons, with some extra long garbage time, will make a better score of it than last week. But I think the Bucks have no no worries going against the Falcons. Yeah. All right. I didn't I didn't know it was uh, Ravens Chiefs. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, we got All some right. good matchups this week. Good matchups this week. All right. And then we'll we'll talk about talk about how those matchups went next week. Yeah, I'll talk about how I was right about every single one of them. Me too. I was also correct. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to be right, please. All right, you can be right too. Hell yeah. All right, sweet. Well, this has been GMs for Hire. That's Calvin. That's Jake. See you next week. All right.